Hi there, I'm your host Macaulay Tucker and you're listening to The Macaulay Tucker Show, the podcast where I sit down with some of the most accomplished and fascinating individuals in the entertainment and business industry. From celebrities to industry leaders, our guests offer unique perspectives and inspiring stories that will educate and inform you. Join me as I sit down with my next guest to cover their humble beginnings, challenges they face, as well as their accomplishments in life. You are bound to learn something new, so sit back and enjoy the interview. Today on the show, we'll be having renowned and well-known director David Zucker, known for his films like uh, Naked Gun and a few of the scary movie films. But today on the show, we'll be talking about one of his most well-known films, Airplane, uh, in promotion of his new book that he is going to be uh, releasing very soon, uh, involving uh, the movie and what it was like working on that film. Uh, so sit back, and I believe you'll enjoy the interview. So, you know, Airplane, you've, you've talked a lot about that, and that's a film that is so funny. It's such a great film. You've been told that a lot. It's a great, great film, and so it's it's awesome to see you uh, writing about that experience, and I've, and I've seen well, in conversations about that. It's a, it's a rich yeah, film. The, the movie has had quite a life, as you know, in the 43 years since it was released, and yeah. uh, I don't think, you know, we expected it to be a hit because we had been telling every studio in town this is going to be a big hit. You've got to do it. And nobody believed us. And then, so when it actually was out and it was a big hit, you know, we had to admit we weren't surprised, but we, what we were surprised at was uh, that it's lasted so long because it's such a classic, you know, the humor holds up, you know, more than a lot of other comedies of, uh, uh, of that era or, or since, I mean, there's been a lot of successful comedies since airplane, but I think, you know, airplane seems to have, you know, touched a nerve with somebody, but nobody ever knew the story behind it. Mm -hmm. And I thought the story was, was very interesting about how we did it was actually inspiring since we, we were so normal. We're just guys from Milwaukee. And uh, we, you know, we had this idea to do a certain kind of humor. We developed it on our own apart from anybody else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess, you know, we had the, naivete probably or silliness to uh think that we we could make it in hollywood so we loaded up a u-haul truck went out to hollywood to try to do it we didn't know anyone and uh but we established another theater on pico boulevard here in in la and uh and that ran very successfully for five years we did kentucky fried movie which was based on our show and then we we did airplane you know we because but we always wanted Airplane was our first movie idea. Even before Kentucky Fried Movie, we did a draft of Airplane. It, it wasn't nearly what Airplane eventually became, but it was enough so that, you know, the attracted it attracted the interest of uh, John Landis, who at that time had only done one movie and it didn't do any business, but we thought Landis had talent and potential. So uh, we met him, invited him to our show. It's all, it's all, the, the story's told in our book. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he he was the one who suggested, why don't you do a show of your movie, a, a movie, I mean, a movie about your show. See, I get everything exactly <laughs> opposite. But, uh, and so, and he, uh, he wanted to direct it. So that's really how we learned to direct from John Landis. Mm -hmm. And you've, you've talked a lot about your, your, 
people that inspire you when you create films like Airplane and Naked Gun and all these projects. And you've mentioned them before. You've mentioned, you know, uh, Mel Brooks and the Marx Brothers and Woody Allen, how you get a lot of inspiration from them. And so I was really curious to ask what elements from their work have impacted the work that you've created, like Airplane and such. Well, Mel, Mel Brooks did parody and satire. You know, he would take yeah. a serious movie like Frankenstein and make young Frankenstein about it. And he did it in black and white, which is good. And uh, and he did Blazing Saddles, which was, uh, you know, straight parody of Western. So he would take that, but he used comedians. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, yeah, you know, it was, yeah, that was good for his era. And Woody Allen also, he was the star of his movies. Yeah. And we loved Woody Allen movies. Uh, you know, before he started doing serious movies, but I also loved Woody Allen's serious movies, and of course, Annie Hall, Manhattan, uh, you know, Crimes and Misdemeanors, one brilliant movies. We were always fans of Woody Allen, and then we loved the Marx Brothers, and the Marx Brothers had that zaniness and that nonsensical, and it was smart. The Three Stooges were funny, but it was the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. uh, but the Marx Brothers were actually, you know, had some intellect behind it. You know, not that we ever thought we had intellect behind anything, but it was a combination of all those things and Mad Magazine, which inspired us. Right. And, and, and that kind of became Airplane. And we were fans of old movies, particularly old black and white uh, film noir melodramas. Mm -hmm. So we got a hold of this movie called Zero Hour which was a 1957 pot boiler, uh, but it was actually very well crafted by a writer named Arthur Haley. And uh, it starred St Sterling Hayden, uh, Dana Andrews and Linda Darnell in the same roles that we have in Airplane. And we took that plot and then added to it a lot. And of course we added all the jokes. We made it stupid and with all the puns. So yeah. that's, that's essentially how, how Airplane came about. And involving the jokes and the puns, you know, when you look back at what you made, you're like, you know, there's things that you appreciate. But this is an interesting question that I wanted to ask you personally, you know, looking back on specifically Airplane, reflecting on it, is there anything where you're like, you know, hey, I would have added this, I would have wanted that? Or do you think this is this just com this is comedically perfect in, in, your, ah, in your opinion? Well, no, there's always things, you know, um, somebody said, maybe it was Woody Allen said he never finishes a movie, he just abandons it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so, but we were, we were totally happy with airplane, but, and as far as I'm concerned, there's no cringe moments. So, I mean, yeah, there, there were some things we could have done better. I, I think of little things, uh, but, but uh, basically, you know, the movie works and, you know, uh, those scenes, you know, Robert Stack couldn't have been better. Leslie Nielsen couldn't, I mean, it was just, it was so shocking at the time to see, serious actors doing that stuff. And that's why it was hard to get greenlit by any studio uh, because it was a comedy without comedians, never been done before. And I think the studio kept pushing us to cast Bill Murray or Chevy Chase. And we thought those actors were really funny, master comedians, but not right for airplane. Mm -hmm. uh, and 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 they all, uh, the other hurdle for the studio was, uh, you know, we we wanted we insisted on directing us directing it ourselves, and we were first time directors, but there were three of us, 
So, and that had never been done before. And then the Directors Guild uh, didn't want to give us a three-man director's credit. And so, you know, Jerry had to go down to the LA City Hall and get his name legally changed to Abraham's N. Zuckers. And the Directors Guild spat out a card. And when they found out about it, they were furious. And these stories are all told in the book. Yes. And I'm really eager to, to read that. And of course, I really hope the listeners uh, check that out too. Uh, going back, kind of rewinding a bit uh, in relation to, to Airplane, uh, you, you grew up in a, a Jewish family. And so I wanted to kind of ask you this, um, you know, in that uh, environment, a lot of values and uh, things like that are passed on. And so did you see any values uh, that were passed on through the way you were raised uh, put, to, to put to place and put to action in the creation of Airplane? Well, you know, I don't know if it was value so much as, you know, our family had a good sense of humor and mm -hmm. uh, our, 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 our mom and our sister, Susan, uh, laughed a lot at our jokes. And my dad uh, would say very funny things with a completely straight face. Just he would, <laughs> he wouldn't go, and he didn't tell a joke. He would say things that were funny, but with a straight face. So we didn't know at the time, but that was an advanced look at Leslie Nielsen. Yes. And so when we grew up around the dinner table, we would be making puns. We were always joking. And that's the kind of family we had. Now, I don't know if that was a Jewish thing or just a Milwaukee thing, but Milwaukee was particularly funny because we won't weren't we knew we weren't such hot stuff from Chicago or New York or LA. And our high school was, uh, we were one suburb north of Milwaukee. And there was something about the water there, about that village that we grew up in, where people, we laughed at ourselves. And and we, we had, looking back at it, we thought there were at least six or seven guys in our high school who were funnier than we were. But we, you know, they all got jobs after, after college or after high school. And we, we we didn't, and we kind of pursued this uh, sense of humor and started a little theater called Kentucky Fried Theater, and we we pursued that, and we you know it didn't didn't happen overnight. It just it just ha does happen a day at a time, a week, a month, a year, and and pretty soon we find ourselves we're Hollywood directors. So I mean, it's still incredible to us now to think of you know where we came from. And 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 that's another thing that's all in the book was kind of a sweet story. And we still maintain close ties with our high school friends. We're still uh, big, you know, Green Bay Packer fans. And, uh, you know, and, and we watch the games together on Sundays with some of our Wisconsin friends who are here in L.A. That's that's truly wonderful. I think what I find fascinating what you said there is, you know, taking uh, your, you know, your roots and applying it to your projects and learning from every experience. You mentioned, you know, with Airplane, getting, you know, non-comedic actors and going into a comedic role. You've talked about a lot about that, about how you you value that, you know, having non-comedic actors play, you know, you know, comedic roles um, and kind of with Airplane, you know, there's so many awesome stories that you could tell. And of course, you mentioned them in the book and so many funny jokes, you know, looking back on that film, is there a moment that just you, you love that other people might not that you've talked in conversation, people are like, oh, you know, I don't really like that scene. I like this one. I would love to hear well, a little bit about that. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, you, you th at the time, some reviewers said, 
not all the jokes work, but uh, but to us, we would sit in the back of the theater when Airplane came out and watch, and every joke got huge laughs, but not everybody in the audience laughed at every single joke. So, But uh, to us, I think it, it appeared that every joke was getting a laugh. So, uh, and there are just some things that tickle people more than more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my own favorites and things, you know, there's, there, there's a, a scene, a scene where um, the, the big plane crashes through the glass and a woman is running away in panic and throws her baby up in the air. You may not even have <laughs> noticed that, but you notice that after, you know, the 10th viewing, there, there's little things. There's other, there's, there's subtle things where Leslie Nielsen is uh, in the passenger cabin tending to a patient and he goes, and what the hell's going on up there when there's some turbulence? And in frame, sticking up in the frame are women's feet in stirrups. So she's given a, a, a woman a, you know, a gynecological exam and he's got a speculum in his hand. It's like, it's <laughs> such a nonsense. And, you know, so those are the things that still make me laugh a lot when I, when I, when I see the movie. Yeah, it's again, it's such an amazing film. And I, I, again, going back to the book, you know, I really can't wait to read that. And it looks like you had a lot of fun writing that book and writing about the creation because, you know, it hasn't really been told in full. My wife and my and my kids have never uh, known this story. And my really? daughter, now she's a senior in college at the University of Wisconsin, of all places. And she's reading it and all this stuff. She didn't know any of this. You know, she knew the the headlines, you know, yeah, yeah. we started in Milwaukee, we started Kentucky Fall <laughs> Theater, we went to LA, you know, the whole thing. Um, and then she's known every movie that I've done since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son's favorite movie is Basketball. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's, a, it, but it's wonderful, but neither of them know this story, which is, I'm so excited to have them read it. Yes. And especially, you know, to your own, with your own kids, you know, sharing, sharing that maybe sometime you can sit down and read it again with them. That'll be a, a great, great moment to spend with them. Um, just as gives a curious question, you know, with airplane, again, as I mentioned, you grow with every project you're in. How have you seen yourself grown as a writer, as a, a creative in general? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you never stop learning. And, mm-hmm. you know, we we've learned from every movie we've ever done, you know, and, and some from some movies, we didn't learn enough, like from Airplane. We didn't, because we got the plot from Arthur Haley and Zero Hour, uh, we didn't realize how important that story was and the character change. And so in Top Secret, we didn't put that in for Val Kilmer. And it, it the jokes were better in Top Secret. The jokes were great, but the movie didn't work as well because we didn't really pay enough attention to character you know there was story there was plot um but uh, and then we did uh, a movie called ruthless people and that was written we didn't write that we just directed it mm-hmm. uh and dale launer really knew his stuff about plot and character we learned from that um there was a uh, a story expert at paramount named lindsey duran she helped us do uh the first naked gun movie and we all wrote that together I directed it myself, but that there we play, paid attention. It did, the audience isn't satisfied, and now I'm teaching film school here. But audience isn't satisfied until 
some character has learned something. Uh, it, it, I always think of it as, you know, there has to be a baby made. Some, you know, there and in, in Top Secret, there was no baby. <laughs> so, yeah, and that that makes a lot more sense. And I definitely, I definitely get that. And again, just repeating back what I said, you know, learning from your experience and you know, airplane, it, it definitely. Uh, it, I mean, I wasn't involved, but you were. So it definitely was a rewarding experience, you know, of course, going together with this team with a whole bunch of people who were just coming to with one purpose to create an awesome and fun and comedical project. That was the the best movie. I mean, that Jerry and Jim and I ever, ever did. It's it's the best movie any of us have ever done. And it was our first. It was just an amazing experience. And we, we talk in the book about how uh, our parents uh, rented out the Fox Bay Theater, uh, our hometown theater, where we saw Laurel and Hardy, uh, you know, um, the Three Stooges, uh, you know, Abbott and Costello. We would see comedies in that theater. And then to have our own movie, it was the week before the national release. So it, it was the world premiere of Airplane. It was in that, in that theater. And we have a picture of it uh from that night in the book and it was uh it was amazing you know it's just everything you know and that's okay with me that that was the high point of my life yeah <laughs> i mean my wedding was nice but this <laughs> was was, a, was truly an amazing thing to happen absolutely and you said you know it's the most significant part of your life you know but, but being uh, creations in film and i wanted to kind of somewhat conclude with this kind of really this is a really deep question um, and I, I love asking my guests this one because it's really interesting. If you were to given the chance to make and produce and you know have full creative control over one more movie, never again, what would you want that film to look like? I know you've talked a lot about how you are a big fan of David Crockett, how you've wanted to do something with Adam Sandler. There's so many possibilities. And I just wanted to ask, I wanted to hear uh, insight from you, David. What, what would that look like? One more movie? Uh, yeah. Uh, I would do a black and white film noir comedy. Okay. And I've written one with Pat Proft and Mike McManus. Uh, and, and Pat and Mike I've worked with for, and I've known them for 50 years. And uh, so we've written one called The Star of Malta. And uh, we are now actually, you know, I don't dream, I don't just dream. I, I like to try to make the dreams come true. So we're going to make this movie uh, probably at Warner Brothers. Ooh. And yeah, go in front of the cameras in February. So I, I want to do this. It's film noir, exactly as film noir was done. And it's kind of like how we wanted to do airplane originally, but fortunately, Michael Eisner talked us out of that. And uh, he, he wanted it to be in color and uh, on a jet. We wanted it to be on a prop plane or anything. But I've always been uh, enamored with film noir. And so but this movie is going to be exactly that. And uh, we're even going to use the car chases actually taken from these movies. So it's going to be a very low budget. Okay. I'm really excited for that. And again, really excited for this book release. Um, I always ask my guests this question before I can kind of conclude. Um, I had a bunch of other questions, but I just don't want to take more of any of your time. Uh, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of younger folks like myself, you know, a lot of older folks that listen to the show. And I always like to end on the note, what would you like to pass on to anybody listening? They want to be a creative, they want to be, you know, pharmacist, anything, any job. What would you want to well, say? Well, I, I, I would guess I'd pay, pass on, you know, usually when I get asked that question, what you advise a young person just starting out wanting to be in the entertainment business, 
I, I, I say, well, quit now, you'll never make it. <laughs> and, so, and it always gets a laugh, but then I realize, oh, that's kind of a jerky thing to say. So and I add, but if you can disregard that advice, you'll be halfway there. But, you know, in, in a larger sense, I would say, don't wait for anyone to hire you. I mean, that's what we do. We just, we started whatever we could do ourselves. And we started a theater. It had 70 seats. It was in the back of a bookstore. We charged a dollar admission and we just got started. And we we did it. We didn't wait. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who are actors out there and uh, you kind of have to wait to get hired. But even mm -hmm. as an actor, you can do your own videos now. <laughs> I mean, you can do it. And yeah. don't let anything stop you. And if you have an idea, uh, don't be intimidated. That's what we talk about in the book. There's this concept that we call Mrs. Zabatsky's Law. And Mrs. Zabatsky was our next door neighbor back in Shorewood, in, in, where we grew up. And one summer, a very hot summer day, the roof was really dry. And my dad was burning garbage in our incinerator and some sparks lit the roof on fire. And Mrs. Zabatsky comes out on her, she was hanging laundry out on her rooftop porch. And she said, Bert, your house is on fire. So we all, you know, evacuated and called the fire department, waited 10 agonizing minutes for the fire department to arrive. And when they did, they started, you know, trying to hook up the, you know, make these extension ladders to reach the roof, but they got stuck and they were, and the, the fire was burning the roof. So Mrs. Zabatsky shouts down from her porch, says, forget about the ladders, just point the hose up to the roof. Yeah. And they go, oh yeah. And they <laughs> did. And the fire was out in about, uh, you know, 40 seconds. So uh, we kind of learned from that, that don't don't have too much respect for experts and the way they do anything. So, you know, before we did Airplane, all comedies were done the traditional way. There were comedians there, you know, Mel Brooks and, you know, whoever was doing it. And we said, no, we, we don't have to do it that way. We can do it our own way and convince everybody, you know, and I say in the book, it's like, Columbus saying, you know, there's, you can sail west, there's going to be land out there. And everybody thought, well, you're crazy. That's, that's not, you're going to fall off the edge of the earth. But this was almost, I mean, this was not a, as great a feat as Columbus. And we didn't up, end up, you know, torturing as many natives. But, uh, <laughs> but we, we, you know, we, we went ahead, we were headstrong and, and very naive, actually, we didn't, we didn't care about the odds. And the odds <laughs> were a 1000 to one or whatever it was. And it's like Jim Carrey saying in Dumb and Dumber. So you're saying there's a chance, you know, uh, and, and, and that's, that's what we did. I hope that answers your question. That does. And I think that will impact a lot of people that, that heard that. Um, I appreciate you coming down and, you know, sitting and I guess talking briefly about, about your book. I'll be sure to uh, include where they can find the book and when it's releasing. And um, I'm releasing this. this. Just go yeah. to the, the airplanebook.com and it makes it easy to order. Uh, it'll be delivered to your home October 3rd.